Hello everyone and welcome back to Exploring Thoughts. I know I say this every week but genuinely thank you so so much for being here. Please please do not forget to hit the follow button on the follow sorry I can't speak the follow button on whatever platform you are listening to this on it would mean the world to me and I love it so when you release a podcast on Spotify there's this like analytics app and I love it when I go on the analytics app and it's like oh you've got like two new followers I'm just like yes so please 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 hit the follow button and if you're feeling generous leave leave a review you know even even if it's not a five star review, although I really I really hope it would be. Even if it's a three star or a four star, I would it's feedback, you know, I would I would just love that. Um so I hope you are all doing well this week. Please excuse the sound of my voice. I know it is very croaky. I can't work out whether I'm just tired, I have really bad hay fever, or what I'm fearing is that I am indeed ill. And I say I'm fearing it, I literally think I'm coming out the other side of it now, so I think I've been ill. But I'm gonna cover that a bit in this week's podcast um because today the content is all going to be about coming home and how you adjust to coming home I think this is the first time that I've really had to do that because over Christmas and Easter like I knew I was going up again and I knew that I was going up again to the same situation whereas now it's like next time I go back to Durham I'm going to be in a student house rather than college like it's going to be I'm going to be like surrounded by like a slightly different group of people because obviously like one year group will have left so quite important things like my brother won't be there anymore um and there'll be like people younger than me and it's like it's all crazy it's all it's all crazy um so it feels very different than when I came home at Christmas and Easter I mean also I've literally had to move all my stuff back home like my room is like fully intact for the first time since you know September um which is a very weird feeling but I'm definitely one of those people that also gets ill when they come home which I will talk about in a few moments as we start the content part of the podcast I would also just like to say that um As part of this week's podcast, I'm going to be discussing a kind of therapy that I'm going through called EMDR. And it's not like I find it super, super interesting. But if that is something that you don't want to listen to or don't want to hear about, um, for whatever reason, if you would find that a bit of a sensitive topic, then just thought I'd put that warning in now. But I will also say when I'm going to talk about it later on. Okay, now on to the content part. So as I said, this week is all about coming home and how to like adjust to coming home. And I'm going to be talking about it specifically from like a university context. But I guess it can be applied to any kind of situation where you've gone from having a structure, like an independent structure that is not necessarily unique to you, but is your structure. And then you're thrown into like home life, family life, your home friends, like everything and like how to deal with coping with that. And I say how to deal with it. I think this is an interesting one because I'm trying to figure out how to deal with it. So this episode, I feel like, is not necessarily going to be on, like, the advice front. More on the, like, real, you know, exploring my thoughts. What is going on here? So the first thing that I want to mention is, you know, I said I'm ill. This kind of release that I always get when I come home. And I used to get this at the end of every school term as well. And that's where I mean, like, it's not necessarily just university that this can be applied to. It's sort of any situation where you're breaking from, like, a structure that was... Had, like, a time limit on it. So, like, a school term time has a time limit. Um, And, yeah, I always used to get ill at the end of every term. And I still do. Um, And I think there's just this element of, like, release... Like, you've carried on going for so long. You've had these, like, events. So, for me, you know, I had I had Butler Day and then I had 
summer ball and then in between that I was at Sam Fender and then there was like um a formal that I will talk about in my weekly update and like I had all these like markers that's like okay this is the next thing this is the next thing and to some extent I still do have that because like I'm working at Wimbledon for the next two weeks so it's just going to be super exciting um and then I'm doing some other work experience I've got a family holiday so even though on the scale of things my summer is like relatively chill like oh my god last summer I had like six different holidays plus like stuff that I wanted to do for myself and I was just like it was jam-packed back to back like no chill whereas this one is a lot more like based in London because even Wimbledon and the work experience like I'm still like living at home for that I'm not you know going abroad or something um so I still do have those markers to an extent but like I think you I just always get this release anyway um and like this particular bout of like I say it's a cold I mean it's not really cold outside but it's basically just a cold um like I think I'm like dragging it out of it because I I have been so busy since I came back since that Saturday that I came back which was like when I moved all my stuff out um I've like I've like seen somebody whether that be my boyfriend or a friend or like a family member kind of like like a family member's birthday party like things like that like I've had something on every day um and I like that like I like the busyness I think that really helps with like a lack of routine which I will touch on later but I think it's meant that this this illness has been drawn out oh my god I, it came on after summer ball after that you know 6am finish that I talked about in the last podcast um and it just hasn't really gone away and so I do think that I need to I need to address that and I also think that's part of the reason why I've been having so many naps because like my like my body is recovering anyway from you know the the stuff that I put it through at the hand of mental ill health earlier in the year so it's recovering anyway and it's also trying to recover from a cold and I'm just like I'm still throwing stuff at it so I think I do need to maybe let those naps happen kind of thing you know (laughs) um but yeah I think that's why like I've been quite tired and stuff um but I think as I say that is also natural with coming home anyway you get that release you're finally like for most people you'll be around like parents again and that's like I think again this is not applicable to everyone but quite a lot of people when you're around be it a parent a carer like a sibling something like that like you have this element of like oh like there's someone else to look after me like I don't need to I don't need to do that as much for myself and therefore you relax a bit and that's when like the illnesses come and things like that um which is just it's not I guess in some ways it's a positive and a negative of coming home obviously it's a negative that like you're actually like ill (laughs) like that's not a very pleasant experience but it's a positive in terms of like it still reminds me that you know home is a place where I can relax and I'm very fortunate that home is a place where I can relax and sometimes I think I maybe forget that and I need to remember that like no like this is a good space I don't need that like complete independence of university I think I know that I have a tendency and I don't I'm sure I'm sure some people listening to this can relate where like you think something is going to be bad and therefore like it becomes bad because you work yourself into like a state of anxiousness about it you work yourself into like preparing almost the flip side of the of the worst case scenario planning that I was talking about last week like you become so prepared and you're like quite anxious and then it just is that when it didn't necessarily need to be and I think sometimes I do that about home because I love 
I love a structure. Let's go on to the second bit about coming home, which is obviously that change in structure. Like when I was, when I was at university, this term, I mean, last term and even a bit the term before, like my structure was not, it was not there, let alone being good. But this term, like I really think I worked on having a structure. I would like sort of like try to plan my days out a bit beforehand. So I would like vaguely know what I was doing. I would have like a lot more set meal times. Um, Something like the gym would be one thing, like going for a walk, doing my food shops, going into town to get some like, you know, bits and bobs, toiletries, things like that. And I would use those things to make structure in my day. And obviously that structure is therefore very independent also. Like the things that were giving me structure were not seeing my friends. It was my own internal markers. But when you're at home, I think it's not possible to make that independent structure as much because there's just like family things that need doing. There are more friends that you're trying to see. You're definitely not, unless like, like obviously with Wimbledon, I'll have such a work structure. And when I do my work experience as well, that will be a very intense work structure. But I don't have a job at the moment. I'm not working. So I don't have that to like balance it out kind of thing. So all my structure comes from me making plans with my friends. And then if I try to create a structure at home, like I don't know what it's like for you guys, but just things come up in my family. It's like, oh, can you walk the dog today? Like even if it wasn't necessarily the plan for me to walk the dog that day or like this needs doing, the hoovering needs doing, the washing needs doing, blah, 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 blah. Whereas like at uni, like I would plan those jobs into my schedule, like when I wanted to do them. Like I did my washing once every two weeks I would like take a day like a more like a half day like a morning or an afternoon off just to do my washing just to get everything done but that was like once every two weeks as I say not like a constant stream whereas I feel like in a family household and we have like quite a lot of people staying with us at the moment um sorry not like staying with us but as in like I'm in quite a big family anyway so it's like there's just a lot of people in the house <laughs> um and it means that there's just like a constant stream of things to do so that if you try and create your own structure I find it very difficult to stick to that without actually like being out to the house without the structured things being like I'm going to go and see a friend I'm going to go and do this but that's not that's more hmm it is structure but it's more structure than routine if you know what I mean like I don't go and see the same friend every day even if I am going and like seeing a friend for coffee every day it's still not the same friend it's not the same location not necessarily the same timing like there are all these things that you can create structure but it's not routine and I think that's that's a distinction for me I I I love a routine I love like knowing what I'm gonna do and it can be like a weekly routine like I don't I'm not a robot like I don't live the same day every day at university but I mean like I borderline did and certainly like in a week it'd be like okay Wednesday will be the day that I go out Saturday is the day that I do my food shop like these are the days that I'm going to go to the gym like it was quite you know my weeks were fairly similar to each other and I liked that like I I thrive off a bit of routine because I also thrive off me time and I really mean me time I think different people have different definitions of me time so for a lot of people I think there's like a certain group of people that they would like people like their family members that they would count as like being with them counts as me time it's like alone time almost 
even though you're actually still with another person. Whereas for me, like, I need, like, actual alone time. Like, I want to rot in my bed watching YouTube for, like, a good hour, if not longer. Like, catch up on all my subscription episodes, like, the people that I subscribe to, the episodes that I haven't watched episodes what am I saying videos that I haven't watched I spend too many much time listening to podcasts oh my god like I need that like I, I love that the same with like the podcast that I listen to when a new episode is released like I want to go on a walk and listen to it and like if I don't manage to do that like within the few days after it's released I start being like oh please like I want I like I just I, I need a walk with my headphones on just listen to my listening to the things that I want to listen to being with my thoughts like that kind of stuff and I think coming home, coming away from independence is is quite a big change. But I like I do think that that's very unique per person as well. Like I know some people's university experience, especially if they are really close friends with their flatmates, is like they're never alone. They're constantly surrounded by their friends, they're constantly with people. They eat or if they're even if they're in like a catered hall where they like eat all their meals together, like there's very little alone time. Whereas my university experience included a lot of alone time. Uh, at times too much. <laughs> um, but like last time I think I had quite a good balance of like some days a lot more me-centred and some days like, you know, day trips out with my friends. Obviously things like the summer ball, you're spending like the whole day with your friends. Um, but I just I just really loved it. And I'm a bit like, I'm still adjusting. I don't even know whether like, I was debating whether this was the right point in time to make this podcast episode because I don't feel like I've got advice to give yet. I feel like I'm working it out for myself. I feel like this is all this is all very, very current. So like it might not necessarily be the most helpful episode in the world in the world. But hopefully it maybe reminds you guys listening that like you don't always need to have advice. Like you it, you can be working stuff out for yourself. Like People only get to a point where they're able to give advice or that they're able to share their opinions because they've done it. But, like, I don't think we very often hear from the people that are actually doing it, like, before that at a stage where they can give advice. And that is what I'm trying to do now, trying to, you know, be a bit more open, say, like, this is where I'm at. Um, But I'm figuring it out. And maybe next week, maybe next week in, like, the little intro, I'll, like, drop in have I, like, managed this? And I say next week, but I'm giving a warning in advance that if Wimbledon is too hectic, I might not be able to record an episode, but I'm really hoping that I do, fingers crossed. But for the next two weeks, um, new episodes might be a bit dodgy or maybe just a bit short. Um, But next week, I will will try and put a little bit in saying, like, have I achieved it? Or has the routine, rather than just structure, that Wimbledon has given me, uh, like, helped and things like that? Um, But yeah for now I'm very much still working it out um I think another thing about coming home and maybe this is a lot more specific to like a university living situation is that like at university right like I get to decide what is acceptable and what is not in like the way that I keep myself the way that I live you know things like how often do I do my washing up how often do I wash my clothes that kind of thing, like, you are in, you're in, like, the sole control of that at uni, um, so, for example, my washing up does not get done every day, like, those people that cook the meal and wash up straight afterwards, no thank you, because if I do that, I'm going to spend, you know, maybe half an hour cooking the meal, 
probably like 10 15 minutes eating it I eat very quickly so like not a long time eating it and then like another half an hour 45 minutes doing all the washing up and drying up and putting everything away at which point just like oh I just hate that like no I don't want to do that I want the meal to feel worth it and the half an hour cooking it is already like longer than I'm going to spend eating it so my washing up does not get done every day I would say maybe every other day but also never like at, it gets it kind of gets done when I need it to be done but because I don't have that much kitchen stuff like it does need to be done quite often which is why I say like every other day um but things like that you're entirely in control of yourself at university also I mean I know that this has been a problem for other people. This is less of a problem for me because, as I say, you know, I, lo- I love my sleep. But, like, things like bedtimes, what times you go to sleep and what times you get up, like, you are in control of that. Like, I know that I had some friends that literally did not go to sleep until, like, 3, 4, even 5 in the morning and would wake up, like, in the afternoon. And, like, personally, I don't want to do that. Like, I just can't do that. I just get too tired. Um but I know that they do, and, like, similarly, when you come home, like, that's not necessarily, like, sustainable if you're living in, like, a family house where, you know, like, noises are being made from seven in the morning when people wake up to go to work, like, it depends a bit, so it's, again, it's different for different people, but I think there's always a bit of, like, a clash when, like, you first come home and you're trying to, like, adjust yourself again to, like, the home standards of living rather than the standard that you hold yourself to at university the big one in our house is always what needs to go in the dishwasher and what needs to go in the washing up because I think me and my siblings would tend to be of the opinion that you just kind of like dishwash everything apart from maybe like a wooden spoon you dishwash everything whereas my mum my dad they're a lot more like anything that isn't like super super obviously fine to go in the dishwasher goes in the washing up even down to things like mugs that say dishwasher proof still get put in the washing up like I won't go into it too much because this is a topic I feel strongly about but that is like definitely one thing and it's it's silly to me because at university like I don't even have a dishwasher like I have to wash everything up but I guess that becomes a bit different when you're washing everything up for like six people versus one because the washing up that I create at university is smaller than the pile of washing up that we have at home, even with a dishwasher kind of thing. Um, But yeah, you have to like adjust to those things and you have to like remember like, no, okay, I'm at home now. And also like, like I am like the child in the family. Like it's not, it's not like I'm living in a family home, which is often like most of the stuff is often dictated around like, you know, the adults in the home and what they want is their adult house. Um, and I think that can be a difficult thing about coming home too, and like the expectations that are placed on you. And I know that my response to that is to just get out the house, like whether that be just like on like walks or going to the gym or the past week, what it's been a lot more is like seeing my friends. Um, like I'm not kidding when I say like, I went and stayed at my boyfriend's house for quite a lot last week. And then when I wasn't doing that, like, I was going and seeing people for, like, coffee, um, which, like, I really like. And it's been really nice to do that. I mean, I've missed out on so much socialising this year. I feel like there is so much catching up that I need to do. Um, But, again, like, it's not necessarily, like, I still feel like I haven't really settled back into my, like, actual house. I feel like all the time that I've spent in my house, I've been sleeping. And, like, not necessarily 
at night time, just like during the day as well. Like as soon as I'm at home, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna sleep. Like, and that's not a bad thing. I don't dislike that. Um, it's just a bit weird, you know, just a bit, just a bit random. But anyway, um, that is definitely just another factor that goes into the whole coming home dynamic. Another thing that I want to talk about about coming home, and this is actually like relevant to the podcast is like that feeling that when you're at home there are always people around and I think like I know I said I was busy and I've been ill and I've been napping and blah 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 blah. but I think another thing that and like all that sorry all of that is true like I'm not that is not a lie that is all very true but another thing that has kind of got to me is the fact that like I didn't want to record the podcast when I felt like I was being listened to like this is like it sounds so silly because I am putting it on Spotify and Apple for literally anyone to listen to like and I love the fact that anyone can listen to it I love it when people tell me that they've listened to the podcast and that they enjoy it I'm like thank you that is like that is amazing to me but it feels weird recording it when I know that people might be listening in like even now because I'm currently sitting in my room on my bed like if you've heard rustling throughout the episode sorry that is just me like sitting on my bed messing around um but it, it does feel weird knowing that, like, people could just be listening to what I'm saying right now. Um, whereas, obviously, recording it in my room at university, no one can hear. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like we have super soundproof walls or anything. But even if someone could hear, it would be my flatmates that I didn't... Like, I got along with them, but we weren't especially close. And so, like, I don't think we would really care anyway. Whereas it's like, oh, being at home, I'm like, I don't want to be watched. I don't want to be listened to. And I think from, like... A mental health perspective I do also feel that as well because it's like I feel like I get watched I get listened to and like I don't this is this is my feeling this is not necessarily what is happening like this is not the truth this is how like I experience it so I definitely need to like work on rationalizing it and being like Alessia no one is like listening into your room 24 7 like that's just not that's just not what happens even if someone is on the same floor as you like they're not going to be listening into your room. Um, but that is, again, something that I find quite tricky and something which I feel like is maybe part of the reason why I try to get out of the house more um, and why I try to be out and about. Um, and I'm saying this like it sounds like I've been literally busy all day, every day, which is not which is not true. Like, I'm me. I, I'm a homebody through and through. I love being at home. Um, I've still spent like multiple hours every day at like a house like admittedly sometimes it was my boyfriend's house not my house um but like I spent time at home (laughs) it's just as I say a lot of it has either been sleeping or just like I don't even know what I've done like like in I say I eat quickly I I do but then I just sit there afterwards for a long time so like when I eat breakfast I can literally spend like an hour just like downstairs scrolling on my phone even though I ate my breakfast in like five minutes it's weird anyway um so like I don't mean to say that I've literally not been in the house at all is my point (laughs) um but I know that it can feel like that and I think it certainly felt like that to my parents but um but yeah so I need to I need to learn to deal with that one this is another one where it's like I wish I had a piece of advice that I can give and it would be like and this is how I'm working on it but I don't like (laughs) I'm figuring it out myself um I'm and I'm hoping that like I can find a bit of routine I can find a bit of 
like, I don't know what the word is. But I'm hoping that I can find that within my own house. Because um, it's funny, like, I talk about the release. I talk about getting ill when you come home and that release that you experience. But I think there's also a certain element of, like, because of that feeling of being around other people. And as I say, for some people, this is, like, great. But for me, like, I like being by myself. I get release, but I also get tension. I also get a feeling that, like, you know, I can't just watch TV as I eat dinner for, like, the hundredth day in a row kind of thing. Um, Which is, like, you know, some people need that. Some people, like, some people need that constant connection but I'm like like currently I'm being like oh my god what if I don't have a single dinner until September where I'm just like by myself watching tv like what the hell and it's not that it's not that I want that it's just that that's what I'm used to at the moment that like that is what every single meal at university was like for me um breakfast lunch and dinner all my snacks would just be like me in my room with my laptop watching youtube and that's just what I got used to. So it's not even like that's what I prefer, but that's just that's just what's on my brain at the moment. Um, so I get the release from coming home. I get that, like, oh, I don't really need to look after myself anymore. But I also get, like, a sense of tension. A sense, like, I can't record the podcast because people are listening. I don't have a routine anymore. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So it's weird. It's, it is, you know, there, there are two angles to it. Um, and I just think, I think coming home is a very... It's a very complicated, it's a very complicated thing. It's not straightforward. Well, maybe for some people it is. But I think for most people, there are always two sides to it. There's always positives and negatives. Like, it's one of those things, like, at university, so I remember so many of my friends being like, I just need to go home. Even though their home situation wasn't necessarily the best. Like, even if the the, the position that they were in at home was on the surface at least more stressful people get that like I just need to go home I just need to go home I just need to be in my own space in my own room so yeah I think the 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 relaxing and the release and tension come hand in hand and that's a bit unavoidable but you know if I figure out the solution to this if I figure out the how to deal with the coming home feelings and you know just just the day I'll let you know. And if anyone else has figured it out, please let me know. Drop me a message on Instagram. Drop me a message on TikTok. Even, I think there's a question box that comes up on the podcast. Like, what did you think of this episode? Like, drop me a message in there. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. I would I would genuinely love to hear. Anyway, I feel like I've probably rambled enough about coming home. <laughs> so, on to the weekly updates for this episode. So the things that I did this week, so I'm going to start with like a really positive one, um, which was the, so last Wednesday I went back up to Durham just for one night, very surreal experience sleeping in like the jail cell, like prison cell university room that had been stripped the weekend before with like just a sleeping bag, very surreal experience, but that's not the point of what it was. The formal itself, which was it was a coloreds and awards formal so there's three levels where basically like an, an an invitation in itself is like a recognition of your contribution to the college then if you've like contributed like really quite a lot to the college you can get half colors and then if you are like college gold you can get full colors but like very few people get full colors like i want to say like 
like less than 10 people got full colours and like all of which were like third years kind of you know very very established in college kind of thing and only one first year got half colours so I was just an invitation there were only like four first years there I want to say so I felt quite honoured to be there um and it was good formal it was like it was long it was five hours long um but it was like it, it really felt like a celebration like admittedly being one of only four first years I was a bit like out of the loop like I didn't know who everyone was kind of thing but every time someone's name got called out and they read out like what they were getting their colour for like everyone would start cheering like people would stand up like I it was a really nice environment and also it was my first like I don't know how to phrase it but like big meal since being you know the phrase in recovery but like since choosing to improve my state with eating <laughs> um it was my first big meal which was quite quite a daunting prospect but also like I think I was ready for it the thing that was getting to me about it was that the the meal was quite late in the evening and I struggle with that a bit because I get hungry earlier and then I want to like I want to eat to satisfy that hunger but then I get worried that I'm not going to be hungry for my main meal later and I just like I get very in my head about it so it was causing me a bit of, you know, stress and anxiety, but I just, you know, you have to honour all that hunger and then make sure you eat your meals too. So I, I cleared my plate, every, ate everything there, and there was, oh my God, they served a chocolate fudge cake as the dessert, and that was dreamy, like genuinely. I'm not normally a chocolate cake person, but that chocolate cake was absolutely incredible. I can't even lie. Um, And so then, yeah, as I say, like the formal was really lovely. It did go on quite late like I was very tired by the end of it but then by the time it was good because by the time that we got to the end of the formal I was hungry again so I went and had some snacks in the bar um I I had a packet of crispy M&Ms I don't think I've ever had crispy M&Ms before but they were really I would recommend I liked them a lot um so anyway that's the really positive thing the other thing that I want to talk about is this as I mentioned like in the intro EMDR therapy um which is like it's not, it's not talking therapy, so I'm just gonna, like, explain, like, sort of what it is and how it works, but as I say, if you don't really want to, if you, if it's just a topic that might be sensitive, like, you know, protect your peace, just turn off hair, you know, go listen to a, a previous podcast episode, like, they're great, I promise, uh, actually, I don't know if they're great, but I hope they're great, I have eight five-star reviews now on Spotify, and that, you know, eight that might not sound like a lot but to me it's like eight people have actually taken the time to go and click that five star button like thank you so much to those eight people whoever you may be thank you so so much like if you fancy doing it I know I mentioned it in the intro but if you fancy giving me a review that would be amazing um but so yeah so the way the EMZR therapy works and if you're interested in it, go and do your own research, because I'm not sure if this is, like, the best way to explain it. But basically, it uses bilateral stimulation. So that's either, like, touch on either side of your body, like, alternating touch on either side of your body, or, like, following um, the EMDR therapist's finger, like, across the screen. Or they even do it with, like, sounds, which, like, a sound on each side, so one ear processes than the other ear. And it basically replicates the, like, brain processing that happens when you're asleep, but most of the time you don't really, you don't really know that's going on because you're asleep. Um, 
but it's really weird because so they like ground it in a specific memory like you start with a specific memory and like other emotions or incidences or specific things like come up as you as you like go through the bilateral stimulation they just like it's weird they just like pop into your head and it's almost like you're almost like well, am I just thinking this? Like, am I just coming up with these connections myself? But then, like, obviously you're coming up with these connections yourself. It's just the process is helping you to do that, which you might not otherwise do. Um, and it, like, helps show you how many events in your life are linked that you, like, might not even think of. Um, so for me, like, I've broken a lot of bones in my life and we were doing some work around when I broke my arm, which was the most serious break that I've ever had. And, like, all my other broken bones came up and I was like, like, that might sound silly, because, like, to you, that might be an obvious connection, but to me, like, my arm, when I broke my arm, I bet I'll talk about it in a, in an episode at some point, but, like, when I broke my arm, that was, like, very much a life-changing event, like, my main hobbies, I had to stop, I was told that my arm would never be the same, I'd never be able to straighten it, I'd never be able to rotate it, uh like it was gonna cause me chronic issues it might be unstable for the rest of my life like all these things like that was a big event whereas my other broken bones like less so I say less so because like I mean I was still in a wheelchair for like eight weeks because of them but like I mean like mentally less so if you know what I mean they were more just physical injuries than like had a psychological component too so I wasn't expecting them to come up, like I was expecting my other mental health things to come up in relation to my arm rather than the other broken bones, but you know, they did, they like popped into my head, like these specific memories that I hadn't thought about for a while, and it was a, it was a very surreal experience, but oh my god, is it tiring, because, so it's putting your brain into the state that it processes things while you're asleep, which can make you drowsy anyway. And then on top of that, like it can bring back the emotions that you felt at that time. And one of the things that happened to me when I broke my arm was that I spent like, I'm not kidding when I say like 18 hours plus a day asleep. I would wake up very late, have a little bit of food, sleep, have a little bit more food and go back to like bed for the evening. Like, oh my god, I just, I just slept non-stop, um, and that made me, like, doubly tired, and so I literally, like, I finished the call with my therapist, I, like, rolled over in my bed, and just immediately fell asleep, and stayed there for two hours, which was, you know, (laughs) a lovely experience, um, but yeah, it's, it is, if you are, like, I'm the kind of person that would recommend therapy to everyone. I think it's something that everyone should go through. Um, Even if you haven't got, like, a crisis, it just helps deal with, like, everything that's going on in your life and everyone has stuff going on in their life, even if they're like, no, I'm fine, I don't need it. Like, Like, just everyone does, you know? Everyone gets stressed, everyone has little moments of anxiety, even if it's not a problem where it's, like, a disorder or a mental illness. Like, I just think it helps, I'm not going to lie. Like, I would just recommend it. And, you know, this is something, this is new to me. Like, I've had a lot of talking therapy in my life, but I've never done this. Um, And I am finding it quite, like, interesting. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it's something that you would fancy checking out if you feel like there are things in your life that you'd want to process in that way. But anyway, I will leave this podcast episode here. I feel like I have rambled long enough. I hope that it's not too confusing and all over the place so yeah next week I as I say like 
I'm not quite sure when the episode will get up because I will be a bit busy with Wimbledon, but I will, um, I'll let you know how my adjusting to coming home has gone. Uh, and if I have had any, you know, big revelations, big pieces of advice to give out, or if I'm still figuring it out myself, I think the answer will probably be a bit both, not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and leave a review. Bye.